At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Friday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, where sports betting lives. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Visa.com, the VSNAP Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and of course, DraftKings Network, live from the Barrage. Bar Canada here at the D. What's happening, man? Football Friday. You ready? Football Friday. Love it. Matt Brown back in action. Yes. It's beginning to feel a lot like Christmas around here. Did we we, uh, evict Matt Brown last week for Aaron Schatz, or was that just a coincidence? No, no, just coincidence. Okay. Just curious. All right. I don't know what he was doing. Okay. Matt Brown. Matt Brown doing Matt Brown things. Full NFL. Matt Brown's got Matt Brown things to do. But he's uh, going to do our thing this morning for the uh, first hour. We'll talk nothing but NFL with Matt. All his bets. Uh, We'll talk some college football with the Bear, Chris Belinka. Chris Felica underwent a little uh, surgery. He's yeah. uh, he's recovering, so he's he's back in in the saddle with us today. I actually was going to tell you this off here. I feel I feel kind of bad. I hope uh, Chris is not feeling uh, pressured to do this at all because he did he did uh, answer to answer me that he would love to come on. Today. Oh no, he's good. He's like hurling insults again on text. He's good. But I was checking the uh, I was listening to the Great Bear Bets podcast yeah, yeah, on yeah. the way in, which he was not a part of. This. Oh, was, he wasn't. Yeah, he was not a part of. So oh wow. I was like, I hope Chris is feeling okay. Well, you know, it's the Bear Bets pod, and then there's us. So you know, it's been kind <laughs> of coming on. Hey, Chris, if you're listening yeah. right now, this is what I always say: you didn't make a single single mistake on this week's pod. Not a single mistake. Not a one. <laughs> Dr. Bob will join us, Jason Weingarten. You know the drill on Fridays. Uh, we were supposed to, little disclaimer here before we get to the game from last night and, and our NFL thoughts, uh, we were supposed to have Sean Perry on the show this morning, who's one of the 10 remaining contestants, uh, one of the 10 remaining guys in control or gals or in control of the 10 remaining entries in Circus Survivor, the $9.267 million contest. I did not have any communication with him, but Kelly did. Here is your... Update. 
Yeah, Sean, uh, Sean agreed to come on earlier in the week uh, and then decided to pass late last night. So okay. he will not be on with us today. Okay. Uh, we wish him the best of luck. I hope uh, nothing came up serious or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, we got late notice. He will not be on the show. That's nice of you so. to worry about if something came up. You, know, right. and you never know what people's for his lives, welfare. right? Yeah, yeah, you never know what people's Very lives. Very nice of you. Okay. So we don't have him on today. So we'll... we'll uh, just wanted to pass that on because we had promised him earlier in the week. Uh, as far as that football game last night, Rams 30, Saints 22. Rams get the money. In a game, by the way, 30 to 22, that's not nearly as close as the, uh, the final score indicates, where in case you missed it real quick, because there are tentacles to talk about from this outcome, the Rams 14-play, 94-yard drive the first time they got a hold of it, a 7-minute 56 Second drive where Stafford went to Puka from two out on fourth and goal from the two to make it seven to nothing late in the second quarter. New Orleans' thing last night was they were going to be aggressive. They decided whenever they got a fourth down and, and manageable, they were going to go for it. And they did on their next drive, fourth and five at the Rams 39. Carr was sacked by Kobe Turner. Uh, Haversick uh, knocked in a field goal after that to make it 10 to nothing. Then, by the way, Haversick missed a 47-yard field goal. And at this point in the game, this is second quarter now, the Rams are doubling up the Saints uh, in total yardage. They're only leading 10 to nothing. And then the Saints did matriculate three plays, 63 yards, Carr to Shahid for 45. And all of a sudden, it was 10 to 7 Rams. That's it with 228 left in the second quarter. And there was a moment there after the Rams went three and out where you said, wow, are the Rams going to botch this? Uh, that's when New Orleans had a fourth and five at the Rams 42 with a minute left in the half where Carr went incomplete intended for Jawan Johnson. And the Rams took over at their own 42 with 56 le uh, seconds left in the second quarter. And they went five plays and 58 yards in a grand total of 35 seconds. Stafford to Demarcus Robinson from four out to go up 17 to seven at the half. And that was really the moment in the game where it shifted for good in favor of the Rams. Yep. Now, we're it good. felt like the whole first half was almost building up to that anyways. Yes. But, like, yeah, you got to halftime, and it was, okay, Rams have taken control. Now, I know you all thought I was crazy with this whole Puka Nakua thing, and we'll get to this momentarily. But at this point in the game, Stafford was 13 of 13 for 171 and two touchdowns when targeting Robinson, Nakua, and Higby. For those who have not uh, been part of my uh, Rams rants earlier this year, the need of Matthew Stafford and to some degree Sean McVay to force the ball to Cooper Cup has really actually hampered the Rams this year. If you watch them time and time again, it really has been a thing where Puka could, Puka could have 15 catches a game if they would just go to him instead, like last night. Cup gets the most targets, um, not the most efficient way to go about things. Anyway, third quarter on a drive that featured Stafford to Nakua for 41, and then Stafford missing a wide-open Nakua for what would have been an easy touchdown. They settle for a half-a-sec 22-yard field goal, 20-7 Rams. Uh, a little later, it was 27-7 Rams because uh, the uh, – Oh, because Carr was picked by Jordan Fuller. That set up the Rams on a short uh, field. Five plays, 41 yards. Kyron in from 10. That made it 27-7. And then another, the third and final fourth down that the Saints tried. Fourth and seven at the Rams, uh, in Rams territory. Carr to Jawan Johnson. I think they needed, they needed seven yards, as I said. Instead, they went to Jawan Johnson for three, which is just vintage Derek Carr at that point. Like, no one who needs seven yards goes better for three yards than Derek Carr does in those situations. Haversick would add a field goal, 30-7. to seven, And then late in the game, and you're wondering, well, how did the, how this become cosmetically 30-22? to 22? Saints went on a 12-play, 75-yard drive. Carter Johnson from five outs make it 30-14. to 14. Then the Rams got a punt blocked. 
Two plays, 35 yards. Carta A.T. Perry for 35. That made it 30-22 to 22 after the two-point conversion to Olave. Then Nakua recovered the onside kick. He got a first down that effectively ended the game. Uh, it was officially over when the Saints jumped off sides. Neutral zone infraction, I should say. Um, and that's how it ended. And so, by the way, Adam Schefter chiming in. In 2012, Calvin Johnson set the NFL single-season record with 1,984 receiving yards. His quarterback was Matthew Stafford. In 2021, Cooper Cup had the second-most receiving yards in a single season in NFL history with 1,947. His quarterback was and still is Matthew Stafford. Puka Nakua now needs just 147 yards in his final two games to set the record for most receiving yards by a rookie in NFL history. His quarterback is... Matthew Stafford. Stafford was 24 of 34 for 328 last night. Kyron, by the way, Kyron Williams, 22 for 104 and a touchdown on the ground. Puka, I had been saying all week, and let's talk about these two awards. Two. First of all, the Rams in general. The Rams now are minus 200 to make the playoffs. They are, and by the way, the uh, the Saints are minus 300 not to make the playoffs. Though they're in a division where they could still do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the Rams... With apologies to the Seahawks, the Rams pretty much look like the fifth best team in the NFC behind the Niners, Eagles, Cowboys, and Lions. They also, now because of the divisional format of the postseason, they'll currently, and this could be the case two weeks from now, they're currently slotted as the sixth seed, obviously because of that division format. And so it, it right now, if the playoffs were to start, and this could really, it's likely that it works out this way based on schedule, you could have a Stafford versus Goff first-round game, <laughs> a trade that happened almost exactly three years ago, three years, mi three years minus a month. It'll be closer to exactly three years when they, when the, if that game ever happens, when it happens. Um, so that's an interesting possibility in the postseason with the Rams going to Detroit and it being a Stafford-Goff referendum. The Rams look great, and they look like a team that could pull off a first-round playoff upset. They would, really do. I was just gonna say this is the team. Like we're, we've 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 been kind of getting there with them these past couple weeks. They were up there in my power rankings this week. It's the yeah, you had them top ten. That's right. I think they've got the stamp now of what we were talking about with the Buffalo Bills two weeks ago. Of who do you who do you not want to see in the NFC in the playoffs? It's the Bills and the AFC, but we've even gotten beyond that point because I think they're one one of the favorites to actually come out of the AFC in my in my opinion right now. The Rams, just with that offense, you don't want to see them. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to go up against them in that first round of the playoffs just because they can hang 30 on you. I think they can hang 30 on just about anybody with this core of offensive players they got going right now. So I, I think that's a scary team to run into in the playoffs. As far as Nakua, Puka Nakua, I had said all week he needs to average six catches and 104 yards the remaining three games to break both the rookie marks for receptions and receiving yards. Well, last night, he had nine for 164 and a touchdown. By the way, with fewer targets than Cup, as I mentioned. He now only needs nine catches and 148 yards over two weeks at the Giants and at the Niners to break both records, or if you want to put it in average, four and a half catches and 74 yards. The broadcast did a terrible job last night, an amateurish job. They never once brought up either of those two marks. Instead, waiting till late in the fourth quarter to bring up some nebulous Oh, of receivers in their rookie year who's had uh, receivers in their rookie years who've had 140 plus receiving yards. This was his fourth, one shy of that record. He's about to set the record in both categories, 
And yes, the number crashed a bit yesterday. So CJ Stroud went from minus 10,000 to minus 2,500 at DraftKings. Puka Nakua is now at 8 to 1 after having been 20 to 1 in the Offensive Rookie of the Year market. Again, my point the whole time has been if Nakua breaks both records and CJ Stroud ends up missing the last four of the games and the fifth game before that, he was terrible. I don't think he's the Offensive Rookie of the Year if you miss <clears throat> or play poorly sadly, because of uh, being in concussion protocol or just playing poorly, um, I don't think you are the offensive rookie of the year if you miss over a quarter of the season that way. Um, the other category to bring up, <clears throat> pardon me on the voice, the other category to bring up, by the way, shame on the broadcast for not bringing up these two records for Nakua. was ridiculous. Yeah, by the way, Nakua down to 6-1 to one at uh, Advocate Battle. Yeah, I was just going to bring it up. Yeah. He's uh, as short as 6-1. to one. Yep. The other thing is comeback player of the year. This is one of these things where we're really close to the sun, right? DeMar Hamlin's been a prohibitive favorite for as long as we can remember. The shortest shot beyond him is Matthew Stafford now. Matthew Stafford, who missed seven games last year, pardon me, eight games last year, he only played in nine. He missed eight games last year primarily because of a spinal cord contusion. He's going to throw for over 4,000 yards this year. He's 23 and nine in terms of touchdowns and picks. Might we be too close to the sun? Might Matthew Stafford be the guy waiting in the weeds for comeback player of the year? Is that a thing? You think? I think it's possible for sure. I'm just saying. Matt Brown is here, ladies and gentlemen, and he is festive. Happy holidays to all. Matt Brown on the NFL next, right here on a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Want to check out VSIN's betting splits, but don't have a VSIN Pro subscription yet? 
You better hurry. Today's the final day. We're giving everyone access to the betting splits for free. Matt, you excited about that? I love it. <clears throat> the VEASAN betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes, so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Get free access to VEASAN's betting splits all this week at VEASAN.com slash splits. That's V-S-I-N dot com slash splits. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, it is so nice of you to, to uh, hang with us this Friday morning, as always. Um, for those of you who don't know this, and I don't know if this has ever come up on the show, but uh, I uh, was not raised celebrating Christmas, and yet uh, I seem to know every lyric to every Christmas song and every Christmas reference there is, which I cannot say for my buddy Kelly Bidlin here, and the reason this comes up is because Matt Brown joins us with his fragile sweater. Not fragile, fragile from the great Christmas classic Christmas story. Kelly How you didn't doing, get it, man? Kelly didn't get it. He didn't get it. <laughs> I had, had, to, had to Google the picture as you were doing the read and show him, like, does this ring a bell? or That's or the best Christmas movie there ever is, I think. I, I think so. Sorry. It's the greatest. You've never seen Christmas Story? Oh, I've seen it multiple times. I think it's awful. Oh, my God. Oh. What is wrong <laughs> with you? Well, <laughs> I do, do not think it stood the test of time. Did, I do not think that. The I don't parents, think it holds Did the up. parents hug you enough as a child? Oh, yeah. I got, I got great parents. Yeah, okay. yeah. Maybe it was Home Alone. I don't know. Maybe. Best Christmas movie uh, of let's, all Let's time. not do this again. Oh, boy. Oh, here we go. Oh, By the way, Matt Brown, everybody, for those who don't know, uh, the uh, host of the of the All Angles podcast, which he does three times a week, and, of course, the handle, which he does with Mike Somich, 7 p.m. weekends here at the network. How you doing, man? Merry Christmas to you. Doing well, doing well, and the same to you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Obviously, you. we don't yes. have to wish him Merry and the Christmas. the same to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, good, good, good start to the to the week last night, so I'm ready to, ready to rock and roll. You were on the uh, ramifications last night? Rams and over uh, Kyron Williams... Rush attempts. Kelly had so, that. Oh, had yards. Kelly had yards, right? But both got home. Both got home. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you this. Hit a 35 to 1 same game parlay. Nice. You know? Did you? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What was the same game parlay? Rams over Stafford over 200 yards. Carr over 200 yards. Kyron Williams all over 20 plus carries. Kyron Williams. Oh, I, this one came down to the wire. The all over um, 100 plus yards. Which needed to be done yes, on that, that needed wow, to be yes, done. Yeah. <laughs> on, yeah, needed to be done on that last little bit, and then Higby twenty-five plus receiving. Oh, the Higby one is a nice little yeah. twist. Sean McVay's got your back on getting Kyron uh, yeah. those those carries and those. Uh, I was those wondering yards. if like Kyron was going to walk over to him and say like, "Man, I'm only ten yards from a hundred. Just I mean, you know, kind of I'm only, like I'm only ten yeah. yards from a hundred because I'm sitting there going like, "Am I really going to lose this thing? Because he's going to sit out this last thing and like, not get the last ten yards." But yeah, no, that was that was fun. Good for you. Fun. Let me fun. ask you two questions that we just brought up uh, here before the break talking about this. One, the notion that Matthew Stafford now is beyond Demar Hamlin, the shortest shot for comeback player of the year. Could he actually, because the most interesting, Aaron Schott said a lot of interesting things. He's one of 50 voters for all these awards last week. And one of the more interesting things that he said was, you know, for MVP, because I brought up, hey, Purdy might win it just by getting the most second place votes. He's like, you're absolutely right. But with comeback player of the year, and I think his point was sound, which was he's not voting for Hamlin. And his point, because there's one, two, three for comeback player of the year, his point was Hamlin's either your number one, talking about Damar Hamlin, of course, of the Buffalo Bills, who nearly died on the field last year and has made one tackle this year. He said if he, if he's not your number one, he's probably not on your ballot at all. So might Stafford, do you think that's realistic? 
I mean, or do you have no idea? Because it's okay to say that, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, my personal opinion would be there's going to be just too many people that vote tomorrow. And yeah. listen, I, if I had a vote, I would probably do it too because it just feels right. You know, Me I mean, too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like it just you, feels. By right. By the way, that's a great point. Because what if it got out afterwards yeah, that, that you, you were didn't, the dude that left him off? Right? Because Jason tried to shame <laughs> Jason Weingarten tried to shame Kelly when Kelly was like, "Mitch, you can't win." And Jason immediately launched into, "Really? So let the record show that <laughs> Kelly Bidlin thinks that seven catches after having leukemia is not enough." Right? Yeah. So like. There could be that human element too, right? I, I, did, I was at least beating the drum. That he at least needed to play some right. snaps. Yes. Like it yes. couldn't just be like, oh, he made the roster. I right? I said he just had to show up on a field. Kelly amended it to, no, he has to make one tackle, and he got exactly. Well, one he's tackle. got one tackle. Yeah. Exactly one tackle. one tackle. I think the other part of it too is it's it's what Matt's saying, and then it's. When, whenever you and I have discussed the others, it's how do you compare some of these cases? You, you know what I mean? You like can't. It's a the ridiculous comeback player of the year. It's it's comparing what happened a year ago, the injury you suffered, and what you've done. It, this. It's a ridiculous conversation, mm -hmm. and I only bring it up because we saw Stafford yeah. play last night, and he's now he's yeah. the shortest shot beyond him. The other one is my theory of, and, and it has changed in the market after last night, and could change further after this weekend. But C.J. Stroud, sadly is in concussion protocols, not going to play. This will be the second straight week he didn't play. The week before, when he got hurt, he was he had a terrible game against the Jets. That's three games. We got two games left. If he were not to play the rest of the way or play poorly, and by the way, uh, Will Hill had a great theory of if the Texans are knocked out of it by week 18, then there won't be any reason to have him play week 18. If he doesn't play for over a quarter of the season and Puka breaks both the receptions and the rookie receiving yards records, isn't he the rookie? Isn't he live for rookie of the year? Well, here's the thing. The precedent has already been set last year because Jalen Hurts lost the MVP because of injury. Yeah. He was he was going to run away with it. And then he got hurt and didn't play those three games. And that, and that was it. And it went the and it went a different direction. And so it's unfortunate, as you just it said. It is. It's incredibly unfortunate. No one loves C.J. Stroud more than I do. It was but bending it is, profuse, profusely but the, for the draft. the precedent has already been set, right? I mean, yeah. last year, Jalen Hurts was cruising to the MVP. He got hurt in the critical stretch where, hey, it's not when you get, it's not how you get hurt and when you get hurt. You know, like, oh, it's the end of the season. Well, that matters more. You know, it's kind of like in the college football, right? It's not when you lose. It's 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 uh, it, it actually it's all about when you lose. And so I think it's the same deal here. I mean, I I truly believe that Puka, especially after last night's game, and where the announcers were just all over Puka, and yet never mentioned that he could break both yeah. records, yeah. not once. But it was, I mean, it was it. That was a great Puka kind of coming out game for people who maybe had not paid attention to a Bro. West Coast team or whatever it might be, because the announcers at least were saying yes over and over again what a how, huge piece of the team he was. What a, you know? How many times did Herb Street say? And he's really big yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> over and over. You think you hear a name like Puka Nakua, you think he's a five foot eight scat pack, <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, no, he's a six foot two wide receiver. Al Michaels breaking out the uh, shakes of the lamb's tail, <laughs> like all of these old references that Kirk has to like awkwardly laugh through. <laughs> uh, anyway, again, Puka down to eight to one uh, in offensive rookie of the year at uh, DraftKings, and uh, at as low as six to one at uh, Advocate Battle. I was uh, I, I was flipping around through so many NBA games last night, yet I still caught at least like three references to his build, including that scat back one. <laughs> <laughs> How about those Pistons, by the way? Huh? Oh, yeah. Well? All right. Get ready to you guys, center right. You guys want to rehash your Pistons are going to be in the playoffs within two years conversation from primetime action? I mean, it's action, really tough. I'm just going to look away from Kill because they've got the talent. <laughs> they've got a really good coach, Matt. It just still doesn't make sense. It doesn't, to me. It does, the, just the no outside shooting. Yeah, the that's the problem. Stuff, the on-court stuff does not make sense, though. That's for sure.
Uh, for Gile, would you like to give your first pick before sure, the break here? Sure, sure. Uh, let's we start with a with with um, a game that's going to be happening tomorrow in Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. I am on Cincinnati at yes, two. Like it. You can still find two and a halfs out there, so this is not a completely dead number, but. Look, I, I can admit when I'm wrong, I did not think Browning was going to be any good. I None thought this did. was going to be a complete disaster. I was actually advocating for, listen, if T. Higgins walks at the end of the year, I was kind of advocating for the Bengals just to lose out. You get one of those kind of top 12-ish picks, and then you just replace T. Higgins with one of these you know, receivers that are coming in the draft. That's do, not going to be the do case. You know one per, do you know anybody who was like, oh, this is going to be good no, with I, Jake Browning? I, it didn't seem like it anyway, no. right? But. And I understand Chase isn't going to play in this game, but I don't think it's really going to matter with the Steelers. If you look at Browning since week 12, he is behind only Brock Purdy in EPA and completion percentage over expected. Only Brock Purdy is ahead of Jake Browning since he start, took over as starter in the league. And then now we go to uh, Mason Rudolph, right? And, and I mean, look, Mason Rudolph, has started. he started eight games in 2019. So the team got a look at him, right? Yeah. And then they chose... No, we're going to draft Pickett. We're going to start Trubisky. Remember this. Like, he didn't even start when they were kind of breaking in Pickett. They they went Trubisky over this guy. Like, he has been so not good in camp and through the coach's eyes that he has not been able to even make the spot starts in all of that. They went back to Trubisky again this year whenever they had to put another quarterback in. So this is kind of the bottom of the barrel third option thing here with Mason Rudolph. And so I'm not worried about the fact that Cincinnati's defense certainly has – fallen off of a cliff since last year. I mean, it was one of those that was trending way up the end of the year, and we were kind of like, oh, wow, what are they going to look like next year? And it was just more of the same. But I'm not worried about the Steelers being the team to exploit them. I'm just really not. I mean, if you look, they, they were not able to do anything with their starter. They were not able to do anything with their backup. And then here comes their third string, and now we're going to magically think that this is going to be the turning point for them. I, I'm, I'm not there with all of this. And if you're ever going to miss a wide receiver one, how about Cincinnati being able to go to T. Higgins, be able to go to Tyler Boyd? I mean, that's a really good kind of backup plan. Sure is. We're simpatico on that one. Kelly and I will give her picks later, but I landed on the Bengals too. Just be, I, I don't want the, you know, that Steelers mystique of figuring out a way to win games. I just refuse to let that pollute the handicap. Yeah. I'll yeah. be rooting with you, boys. I don't have a bet on the Bengals, but I got season yeah. uh, win totals to sweat on the oh, uh, yes, under you do. On, the, on the Steelers. There you Let's go. go. There Still you Bengals. Go. And again, you if you're scoring at home, which I know you are, Steelers got to go 1-1-1 one, one, and one the rest of the way <laughs> to keep the great Mike Tomlin never having had a losing season streak alive. We'll see. By the way, if the Steelers want to keep that alive, they better win this one. We'll come back. More Matt Brown and his NFL Thoughts Week 16 Numbers Game Beast in the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, we got to take a break and talk about Zin Nicotine Pouches. We're always debating what a team needs to do to get to number one, but Zin Nicotine Pouches are already there. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. Find your Zin at your local convenience store or online at Zin.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Uh, this is from uh, Hockey Skeptic. Remarkable talking about the Megapod this year that if someone just stumbled onto the podcast week one and just uh, played a unit each on each play, they gave out NFL sides and uh, totals, you'd be up over 20 units on the year on the Megapod. I think it's even higher than that, okay. as a matter of fact. Who, who yeah. does the grading, Todd? Todd is the is the uh, court stenographer. Okay. That's right. And by the way, Will Hill has called him on a couple things uh, this year as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. This is from Brett. 
at uh, Beehouse. As uh, Gil Kelly, happy holidays to you gentlemen. Thanks for another fun, great year of entertainment and bets. I appreciate you both and all the smiles you've brought me this year. What a nice tweet from Brett. Thank you, Brett. Mm -hmm. That's very nice. Awesome. Um, thank you for making us a part of your day each and every day. Just to follow, VEASAN says, are the Bengals or Bengals to us in the uh, flyover states or Bengals to only Matt Brown playing over their level or is Browning just actually this good? Eye test to me says, trust him. Eye test can get expensive though. I, I mean, you buying into him at this it point? Is, it is tough because like we talked about, right? It's like a, I mean, this is a offense so designed around the quarterback position, but the fact that Browning's actually stepped up and played well enough to, to keep them good yeah. has been amazing. Prime, I mean, the stats say so. Yeah. Stats say he's played well. He's good. Primetime Cowboys underscore Cubs one. Any chance you could get Alan Boston on your Christmas show? His positive and joyful words could offset Kelly's pure <laughs> disdain of all things Christmas and add some holiday cheer. His college basketball knowledge would be cool, too. Paul Zhang um, said, uh, I don't know, if said Matt Brown must be a, uh, oh, I, he's making a reference to the, uh, to the movie Christmas Story. Uh, Jason H11. Hey, Gilly, I think you and Matt Brown need to give Kelly a hug, clearly dealing with some childhood Christmas drama. And Jeff G uh, pointing out some eggnog. He said, for old time's sake, Kelly, how about some eggnog? I was going to say, am I going to get any Christmas credit for, for, for chugging a half gallon of eggnog uh, last year? Old primetime action. Yeah. Whew. That was disgusting. That it was, was. I haven't drinking the stuff since. I love eggnog. The sacrifices <laughs> I've made for this show. But, no more eggnog for the rest of my life because it was anything, so gross. As with anything around here, anything to entertain Matt Brown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bees bets. Uh, dang, uh, Kelly uh, may have uh, may have fallen down the producer list a little bit after his Christmas story talk. Lack of knowledge of Fragile. Rick Ollier about Demar. Are you telling me that they're going to have an award show, theoretically invite DeMar to that award show, have an award called Comeback Player of the Year, and announce someone like Baker? Oh, he brought up Baker, not Stafford. He's like, get out of here. Well, you said, <laughs> theor point. You said theoretically invite him. No, if the, if, you, if the theoretically was removed and they did invite him, that's your tell. He's absolutely winning. Uh, Nevada Azer, hey Gil, uh, tell Kelly that everyone knows that Die Hard is the oh, don't start that with the best Christmas movie. String Fellow Hawk, your Christmas song was strong, all things considered. Next time I get to Vegas, I would love to get the musical history uh, of Gil over some sushi. I see what you did there. And Kristen Marge, uh, Kelly didn't get a Fergile reference. What kind of reaction would you get from him if you said there's another sort of more, uh, more, uh, Blue reference hey, to that Christmas movie. vacation. Also. Merry Christmas, guys. Always a part of my morning listen slash watch. Thank you, Christian March. We appreciate it. Matt Brown is here. Uh, he hosts the All Angles podcast and, of course, uh, co-host of The Handle here, 7 p.m. Saturday and Sunday night with Mike Samich here at the network. You got more plays, sir. Yeah, this one is uh, going against me, and it uh, seems like everyone is on the other side, so whatever, we'll see how it works. But I, I took the Colts on the money line versus the Falcons. You can get a better number than I got right now. I have plus 118. I think there's 125s out there um, as this continues to move towards the Falcons' direction. This I don't even get because the injury report came out, and like the only reason I thought that the Falcons were sitting where they were is it was Pittman looks like he wasn't going to play. It was a 50-50 whether Jonathan Taylor was going to play. Zach Moss looked to be out, and it was kind of like, okay, this Colts offense that has been really, really well, done really, really well over the last little bit is going to be a shell of itself. Well, you look yesterday, Jonathan Taylor full go at practice, Pittman full go at practice. They're both going to go in this game. So, yeah, you might not get Moss, but you're going to get you're going to get Jonathan Taylor in 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 uh, return, and you kind of look at this Colts on this five and one streak since week nine, and it's like who is 
13th in the NFL in EPA per play on offense and who's 23rd? Who is 8th in success rate and who is 25th in success rate? It's the Colts in, in in the Falcons. Like, I don't get the Falcons' love in all of this whatsoever. And, and honestly, about as big a coaching mismatch this week as there's going to be in the NFL would be in this game. If you watch the way – I'm sure you guys have talked about by, it. By the way, Shane Steichen, the short shot for coach of the year now in some spots. Yeah. yeah. I mean – not that I'm, like, the biggest Shane Steichen guy, but how many weeks in a row have we been like, how is Dan Campbell still the favorite? Yeah. Like, they were expected to do somebody it. Somebody else. No. Yeah, they were expected to do it. Yeah. And, and, and these guys were not. Um, it, but, but you look, I mean, the way that Arthur Smith, I'm sure you guys talked at nauseum about this, but it's just that you, you look at Arthur Smith, the way he's coaching this team. Last week you get a weather game. You're, you're, the greatest opportunity to showcase your first-round pick in the game, and instead Algier doubles him up in touches, I mean, in, in, in carries, 14-7. to 7. Cordero Patterson had five carries to, to be John Robinson's seven. Yeah. It's just these coaching decisions make no sense. They get inside the, you know, they get inside the, one of the worst play calls you'll ever see, which leads to one of the worst interceptions, and which it leads to the loss. Like, it's just a massive, massive mismatch here. And the Bijan the fumble was late, so it yeah. wasn't like it wasn't right. like it was an early thing that exactly. happened and he got and upset. Then he got, with yeah, him. and he got mad with yeah. him, mad at everything. Um, and then the other, th- the other thing about this, too, is like you go, and we really think that like Taylor Heineke now is the answer for this. I mean, you it know as well as anyone. Isn't, I mean, I, not that I agree with that, but isn't the isn't the line move? I guess because it's Ritter to Heineke, which is just ridiculous. I, I guess. Right. I mean, you can't like upgrade a team a tenth of a point. <laughs> you know, it's like I guess I'd upgrade right. them like a tenth of a point for for Heineke over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I mean seriously, what what is Heineke yeah. worth? He's worth nothing in 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 my opinion, right? And and even if he is, the one thing that this defense for the Colts does really really well is is get to the passer. And if you look at the pass rush grades over in Pro Football Focus, they're fifth in the NFL so far this season. And you know, I mean, for me, you 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 lived through it. Yep. The last full season as a starter, Taylor Heineke threw 15 picks and 15 starts. He was a turnover machine, and can't, I don't understand can't throw the ball down. Yeah, like I don't understand why this is going to yep. to change here with anything else. I also took a little plus 280 on the Colts to win the AFC South as well. Um, I think Jacksonville loses this week. I think the Texans lose this week, and then if that's and, and if I'm on the Colts, which I think the Colts win this week, then it's basically on their shoulders to go ahead and take that down. So nearly three to one for them to win the AFC South, and I think it's a very real possibility with C.J. Beathard going for, for Jacksonville and then, of course, the Texans having to go without C.J. Stroud. Quitter. Stop believing. Don't Quitter. you have Jags tickets? What are you, what are you mumbling? What did Don't you, you have Jags division yeah. tickets, too? Yeah. Quitter, you He's said? quitting. He's quitting on it. He's quitting on the Jags. Oh, oh because you both had the Jags <laughs> preseason. I think about it. Is it what, Quitter. If, if, if Stroud wasn't still in the concussion protocol, this had to have been the first NFL week ever that two CJ starting quarterbacks are starting. There's, there's no way, right? Wow. Oh, good wow. pull there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yes. I, I'm going to say yes. Listen, it had to have been, This right? is why we have Matt on the show every <laughs> Friday. I, I just said CJ, CJ, better CJ. I'm like, whoa, two CJs starting in the same week? And I think God, you're, I think you're on, probably Stroud. safe. Why didn't your brain heal as well as everyone else's? I mean, this could have been historic. But, but it is, you know, by, uh, I'll speak for Kelly, but I, I – it was your favorite bet of the preseason, the yeah. Jaguars mm-hmm. AFC South. Was it yours too yeah. at that? Yeah. But I mean, you can't anticipate things like that. And that Trevor Lawrence, again, that we didn't know he was in concussion protocol until uh, a, you know, enough after that game ended mm-hmm. where it didn't really get out to most people. It's like, oh, by the way, Trevor Lawrence, after, you know, the fumble and the, the botch at the end of the first half in that primetime game, oh, by the way, he's in concussion protocol also. And now he's not playing in this. So, yeah, it, the door is open anyway. Let's put it that way for the Indianapolis Colts. You have a pl- did you have a play in that game at all or no? The Jag game. 
Uh, no, I did no. not. I did not. Nothing in that one. I got the Browns, but I took them at the plus one. I mean, look, I would still play them anything under three. I know it's moved to three at a couple of different places up against the Texans. I'm with you on this, it's, too. Look, I mean, Houston, they're, they're 20th in pass defense over the course of the full season. And then if you want to say, like, okay, well, teams get better or worse over the course of the season. So you got to go to week nine, go to the midpoint of the season. They're 21st in pass defense since week nine. So it's just. They are who they are. They're a bottom third pass defense in the NFL. And the one thing that they've done it, since the Browns have gone to Flacco is they just abandoned the run. All right, look, we can't run it anyway. We're just going to sling it all over the place. Flacco is weirdly and, like, still can kind of hum it a little bit. Yeah, I'll throw it to the other team every now and then, but he can also still get it downfield. And so you look at this, and, and, and I took Flacco over 243 and a half passing yards as well. He has had 44, 45, and 44 attempts in his three starts, right? Jeez. Like, I mean, it's so for him not to get to 243, even if he is, even if he is 10% lower than this, it's still 40 attempts for him in this game. If he can't get to 243 and a half, then something is definitely wrong here with this. And Houston's offense over the last three games since they lost Tank Dell, which kind of one of those under the radar dudes that really made the offense tick, right? Yep. I mean, it's like it really opened things up for Nico Collins and the other things are going on there. They, yes, one of the games was out C.J. Stroud as well, but they're bottom five in every single category there is in, on the offensive side of the ball. Like anything passing, anything running, anything that you can possibly look at, they're bottom five. And yeah, one of those games was against the Jets, but the other two games were against the Broncos and the Titans, which are two defenses that can be had in the secondary, but they were able to get nothing going whatsoever against both of those teams. And so I, I like the Browns, and even, even at the current number, I know I got it on the other side, but I would still play it at two and a half. Joe Flacco. Also getting some comeback player of the year love again. Um, what a find for the Browns. Their fourth quarterback of the year and the one that has played by far the best of the bunch. Matt's got two more sides. He's got one more total to get into on the other side. Football Friday right here on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. All I want for the holidays this year is some NBA action. This week, new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting five bucks. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Vegas only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Once again, with code Vegas, the crown is yours. Uh, I promise you I wasn't uh, trying to have it a uh, puka propaganda day, but I just got this uh, tweet from uh, Michael Montesano who uh, said... Uh, this is from, I want to get the uh, the source of this correct. This is from JPA Football. Uh, Rams rookie wide receiver Puka Nakua has the most games in a season with 150-plus scrimmage yards by a rookie wide receiver in the Super Bowl era via, uh, excuse me, via uh, Pro Football Focus. He's got four now. Randy Moss in 98. Jamar Chase in 21. They both had three. And again, just in general, Think about how much we talked about Randy Moss in 1998. Think how much we talked about Jamar Chase in 2021. Justin Jefferson in 2022. Um, and I'm not saying that Puka was as explosive in the moment as any of those guys was. But the fact that he will surpass all those guys in both receptions and yardage, and it's not even mentioned on the broadcast last night. It just kills me. Um, Puka Nakua doing his thing. By the way, I don't think uh, Kirk Herbstreit mentioned his size enough last night. Yeah, he's not. He's not. He, no. he ain't no five eight scat back. <laughs> that was Al. Yeah, yeah. he's not a five eight <laughs> scat back. He's six <laughs> two. Uh, okay, Matt, we have uh, three more plays to get yeah. to. Let's get into it. Yeah. So this one also um, one that seems like everyone is against me on here, but I, I'm on the side of the Lions as opposed to the Vikings in this game. And, and listen, there's a lot that kind of goes into this because. I'm but, with you. I don't know if that makes you feel any better. No, but no, I'm but, with you. But like, so, so here's so here's where we we get to this time of year, and then it's like the Jared Goff thing comes out. Well, it's like, well, he's got to go outside. Well, no, this is this is in a dome. Oh, well, he can't play in the cold. Well, again, it's in a dome. Like, so we're not worried about that. So we're going in from one fast track to another fast track indoors, where we're not worried about the weather concerns. And then you start to dig in a little bit further into this year, Jared Goff. And I think that sometimes we get this viewpoint about a guy over their over the course of their career and not understand that circumstances and player personnel and all their stuff can kind of change things. And with golf this year, you start to look and you say, so his pressure to sack his pressure to sack percentage, right, which is basically the amount of times that he gets pressured that he actually ends up taking a sack is 31st out of 33 with with quarterbacks that have a minimum of 200 drawbacks or whatever. So Goff is is feeling pressure, and he's he's able to get the ball out. He's not taking bad sacks. He's able to – whether they're drawing – 31st meaning he's second best. Yeah, second best. I see. Yeah, so it's the second lowest percentage yeah. um, in, in the entire NFL. And so you're looking at a guy that whether it's play calls or whether he's a little bit more aware or maybe it's the personnel around him like having Gibbs to dump it off to out of the backfield is a pretty good thing like it's pretty it's pretty great to to be able to do that and so we know yeah the Vikings are going to blitz him and he's going to get blitzed a ton because they're not going to change the way that they do things Flores is one one has one defense which is I'm coming at you about 50 percent of the time and if I feel like it's working I'm going to come at you 60 or 70 percent of the time and I think golf is a little bit more equipped to handle that this year. And, of course, like I said, all these external factors that we've always said, oh, this is why we hate golf this time of year. You know, you get into December, late December, you can't trust golf. It's outside. It's cold. It's whatever. Well, you know, none of that comes into play here either. And if you look, golf, like, kind of gets a bad rap. He's 22nd in turnover-worthy play percentage. I mean, like, you know, this is like these are – he's way low in, in, in as far as this goes. And, like, passing versus pressure, PFF has him 13th in the league above league average when it comes to that. And, like, for reference with all that, his completion percentage against the Blitz is is 61.6%. And while that's not the, the greatest in the league, like, for 
for reference, Burroughs, whenever before he went down, was 63.6. So, I mean, Burroughs was two percentage higher. The GOAT, when it comes to throwing against the Blitz, Mahomes this year is 67.2, right? So, I mean, he's, he's 60, 61.6. Yes, it's not lighting the world on fire, but, like, in reference to the guy who's the very best at it in maybe the history of the NFL and Mahomes is sitting at 67%, he's not that far off. And so, I look at this and think this Lions team is, is, is multiple, multiple on the offensive side of the ball. And, and yeah, I get it. They're going to give up some yards and they'll give us some scores to the Vikings because the defense certainly is is got some leaks there in the secondary. But I, I think they just – I think they can outscore this team. Like, I just think that the, most of the time that this Lions team, given this scenario, goes out and just scores more points in, in this game. And so I know every time it hits three and a half, everyone keeps buying three and a half on Vikings. And, and I've heard a lot of people who, who are really on the side of the Vikings this, this week. But – I think the Lions are better equipped to handle this than most people are giving them credit for. Nick Mullins getting his second straight star for the Vikings, and this will be the first of two between these two teams in a three-week span, or really in 14 days, if you will, in a fit, or I should say a 15-day span. Uh, okay, then the game of the week, with apologies mm-hmm. to the Dolphins and the Cowboys, the Ravens and the Niners. Some folks might think this is a Super Bowl preview, in fact. You have a side and a total play on this. Yeah, we'll start with the total, and this is... Uh, it's over 45 and a half that I have, but I mean, you can still find, I'm looking out here, there's still 46 and a half, which anything under 47, you know, 47 key-ish when it comes to, to the totals and stuff like that. So, like, I, I would still play the over on this. So, there were the three injury games for the Niners, right, where they were all beat up. So, like, let's remove the three injury games. Outside of that, 30, 30, 30, 35, 42, 34, 27, 31, 42, 28, 45. That is their point totals that they put up on their own. Well, what are you trying to say? Yeah, on their own. Yeah. So, like, that is that is what they've done outside of the three injury games where, where, where they were all beat up. So, when this team is healthy, which they are entering this game, they are good. You can just chalk up 30 points. Like, they're, they're going to score 30 points in this game. And so, we're asking very little of the Ravens to come back on the other side and help out to get us over a total of 45 and a half, 46 and a half, whatever it might be. 47, the absolute cutoff when it comes to that. But, like, even, even at 47, we're not asking all that much from the Ravens. And if you kind of dig in, as awesome as the 49ers offense has been, the defense has been just middle of the pack. They're not bad, yep. but they've just been middle of the pack. So yeah. I expect the Ravens to be able to put some points on the board as well. So if we get what we've gotten from the Niners in every single game that they've been healthy this year, then we're not asking very much to get this thing over from the Ravens' side. So I do like the over on that. And then, you know, I, I took I took the side here in the 49ers. And if I could do my power ratings, and I know you, you guys do it every single if I could put – if I could do a one and then leave like like a, like, like five you know empty rows yeah. in the spreadsheet Niners and then practice start squad. with yeah and yeah. then start with that's what I would do with with the Niners here and so even though I have the Ravens at four the difference between where the they are and where the Ravens are is it's a huge huge gap and I think that gets proven this week whenever the Ravens go on the road the the past game without Mark Andrews it's been it has been affected and the only reason that it isn't as noticeable. Is it, is it you know, should be maybe even is because Lamar Jackson has been doing that thing where he runs around in a circle for 20 minutes and then finds you know hugs it downfield and then yeah, finds someone mm-hmm. yeah yeah and, and you know look that works until it doesn't right I mean like, I mean that works until it doesn't and I'm taking nothing away from Lamar he's like otherworldly athletic and all that stuff but again that works until it doesn't you know and so I think when you look at the 49ers if, if we're guaranteeing I mean I'm I'm chalking them up for 28 plus if not 30 plus in this game. I don't see the Ravens offense being able to get into that mid-20s that we're going to need for them not to 
you know, for the 49ers not to cover this game. And so I know it's moved to five and a half. The difference between four and a half and five and a half is negligible. So it's still, in my opinion, uh, you know, something th that I would bet six. Obviously, you don't want to get there. You kind of get kind of get wonky there once you get to six. But this is, I think, the the the, the statement game for the 49ers where the people like you were just talking about, with, like we were talking about with Puka Nakua, where it's kind of his come out game where, oh, people are paying attention. Like he gets a bunch of press and they're talking about him and all that. Same thing with the 49ers here. Anyone that hasn't really been paying attention to them, now you get them against a team that everyone does respect and everyone does think is really yeah. good, and then I, they just... I'm smiling because, we, as you say that, we're talking about a Niners team that has crushed the Eagles, yeah. crushed the Cowboys, crushed the Jaguars. It's like, have, has <laughs> is there anybody yes. out there who hasn't noticed yet? Are you of... And I said this yesterday mm. or in the day before. I'm keying the Niners in, in Super Bowl exact as beating... Mm. I got three now. Yesterday I did the Chiefs as well. But I've got the Bills, um, them beating the Bills, them beating the Ravens, them beating the Chiefs. And I am going to I, – I was what I was saying was in the context of you have to recognize these sports betting moments where because there is this moment where it's I, – I believe so much in the Niners that I can actually go aggressively on mm -hmm. this now. I think you may have just answered the question with your whole space between the number one seeded team and your rankings versus number two. Do you feel like I do that this team is like it, it reminds me of these teams when we were kids, uh, the old Niners teams, the, the Cowboys when they were dominant, uh, the Giants, the Skins. They, I feel like we wake up Super Bowl Sunday and we just know they're going to crush whoever they yeah, play. Yeah, it, it's it, it as long as they're healthy. That was the only as thing. As long as they're healthy, because those those three Obviously. games where we removed a couple of pieces, yeah, it got clunky for uh, yeah. for a little bit. But again, when and you're right about the defense, right? Like even yeah. last week, they couldn't stop Arizona from scoring. Yeah, so. They just outscored them. Getting, <laughs> getting leads yeah. does help with yeah. that, right? Because then they don't have to, like, face the run game so much. The thing's crazy good about the offense, too, is just, just like it's outside of McCaffrey, who you know gets his every single week, and this is a tip of the cap to Purdy and a guy that I did not – is playing exponentially better than I thought, but, like, he doesn't pay, play favorites. I mean, no, if, 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 like, the, if like yeah. the middle of the field's open, okay, then it's a Kittle game. If it's like, oh, they're letting Ayuk <laughs> run crazy on the sideline, then whatever. We'll throw it down the field to I, Ayuk. I wish Stafford was de democratic <laughs> like that. I will throw it two yards to Debo and have him take it 70 yards. So that, that's fine. <laughs> I will do that sometimes. I will do that. Do you think Purdy's the MVP? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, do? Yeah. Okay. Matt, thank you for being you, man. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. As we well to you guys. Good luck on your best this the week. The Great Matt Brown, All Angles Podcast, which is great. And, of course, The Handle with Mike Samich. Uh, Dan Levitard is next on the DK Network. We're coming back for Chris Valico on college football. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.